0: time anyway hello everybody if you're thinking about moving to toronto ontario canada or just want to move there or go there for or just want to move there that's what i said at the beginning or you want a vacation there or visit somebody like connie beside me here this is the episode for you i do have connie Sarvanandan. and dan i said it right right nice Enough ands in there. Connie sarvin and An with Remax in Toronto, Canada. This is Wanna Move there, the show giving Central Pennsylvanians the info they need to decide whether or not they want to move to a different area. Or if you want a vacation somewhere, it gives you some good info and a good person to contact. Cause that's why I like having realtors on, because they know everything. If you need a tour guide, even if you don't need a house, the realtors are always the best tour guides. And actually, that's a question. Yeah, I'll do it before I do the, because I'm going to forget it. Realtor. Every time I talk to a, a Canadian, I've been setting these uh, these episodes up and I usually put like Jim Smith, comma, Realtor. Do you Are you guys Realtors there? Is that a, a thing up there?
1: We are Realtors and we have recently been allowed to use real estate agent. Uh, we weren't allowed to say agent before. And they recently said, uh, you can now use real estate agent, Um but very particular about the usage and you can never say realtor when you were a student or anything like that. So yeah, yes, we are.
0: Great. I thought you, you know know. what I
1: thought you were (laughs) going to ask me, I thought you were going to ask me if we said realtor versus realtor, because there's a lot, there are people that say realtor for whatever reason, but that's not a Canadian thing.
0: Yeah. That'll drive a brother nuts, but yeah, (laughs) that's why they came out with that whole pronunciation. It's real tour which is also weird but they made it that weird so that we wouldn't say it the other way yeah. <laughs> yeah. so that's good to know so now i can put real tour next to uh, all my canadian friends that's why i didn't on yours you can see because i wasn't sure but now i know um and is it the same way that uh, all real estate agents are not necessarily a real tour you if you're a licensed agent you then have to also join the real tours association
1: Yes. So yeah, uh, in order to use Realtor, it's part of um, the Canadian Association, whereas real estate agent and sales representative are part of your licensing um, and um, what you're allowed to say as far as your licensing goes. And my licensing is done by Ontario and then um, CREA, which is the Canadian real estate uh, association is the Canadian one. So,
0: Gotcha. And now that we've geeked out on something that people probably don't care enough about, uh, but yeah. I did it. We'll, uh, we'll continue. I am your host, Derek Bixler, Real tour of 15 years right here in Central PA. I grew up on the Hill in Harrisburg, went to Mechanicsburg High School, go Wildcats, went up to Penn College of Technology up in Williamsport, where uh, the Little League World Series is. And we always hated it, Connie, because it dis- it's the week that we moved in and there's only one highway into the town and it just disrupted everything thing, and it's old news to us. Um, But it's kind of cool. And Juan, his son or his nephew, somebody was there, right?
1: Nephew, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a fun thing. But that's where I went to college. Been back here ever since. Had a few sales jobs before I started selling real estate 15 glorious years ago. Like I said, if you need to buy or sell a home, please reach out to me, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We still need inventory uh, pretty badly. Um, I hear people saying it's dying down, but I'm out there working with buyers and sellers, and it still seems... Pretty crazy. We're still losing offers left and right before you get one. Um, And we'll talk about what it's like in Toronto a little bit in a second. Uh, A reminder whether you're watching live or a replay, please ask a question in the comments above or below or whatever you're doing, or just say hi to us if you know one of us and say where you're saying hi from or where you're asking a question from. We love to know where people are watching and listening from. And a reminder that all the replays are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and on iTunes, Spotify, yada, yada. I said soon there. It's on there right now. I need to change that. It's on all the audio players right now when the episodes drop. And without further ado, I'm going to bring in Connie Sarvin and Dan, and I'm going to let you say hi while I find your bio, and I'm going to read a little bit. So say hi to everybody while I find that.
1: Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me on, Derek. It's uh, exciting to be here and I've been watching the other episodes. And it's really you are right about realtors being uh, great tour guides because it's been really interesting to hear. Um, like there are cities that you've done, like Chicago, that I know and I learned uh, a lot in that episode. So it's been great.
0: Yeah, I, the thing that stuck with me is it's not called the Windy City because it's windy. Who knew? And you're kind of a similar area. We'll talk about that when we get to the weather. We won't get ahead of ourselves, but I'm wondering if it's windy where you are. So let's do your bio, and then we'll get into the questions. Uh, you grew up in Toronto. So you're born and raised where you're at right now. You went to West Hill uh, CI in Scarborough. What's CI? Collegiate CL? Institute.
1: Collegiate Institute. Yeah, that's basically high school.
0: Gotcha. So it's high school, like college prep. Gotcha. Uh, West Hill uh, Collegiate Institute in Scarborough, (laughs) went to the University of Western Ontario. And for those that don't know, Ontario, that's like a state here, right? It's called a province up there, but to us it'd be a state. Um, Had a for Bachelor of Arts. Uh, Favorite color, electric blue, not just blue, electric blue. Uh, I like that. Not so good for printing though. It'd be good digitally. And then when you go to get the print version of it, it might not be the same. Very true, Uh, very true. (laughs) And your favorite food is mom's Sri Lankan. So is that, that's not a specific thing. That's anything Sri Lankan from your mom?
1: Yeah, my mom passed away in 2020, but she was an amazing cook. And that is definitely my favorite food. And I wasn't actually born in uh, Toronto. um, uh, Born in Sri Lanka, and I came to Toronto when I was four. So uh, I was raised in Toronto. Um, And uh, my sisters are great cooks, and they've been trying to mimic my mom's Sri Lankan cooking. So it's been fun watching them try. She was just a very natural cook. And so... Ah uh, yes, definitely my favorite.
0: Is there a sp Did she write down recipes? Is there a recipe book? No. She no. Was, so uh, you guys are that could be fun. Just trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah, exactly. She was not <laughs> a recipe fun person, and I think a lot of what she did was just um, very natural to her. And so she, you know, tasted and add things and whatnot. Which I am a terrible cook, so I did not inherit that at all. So.
0: So not a lot of baking, I would guess, because baking, there's usually a specific recipe, I would guess.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's more uh, cooking and sauces and things like that,
0: so. Sauces, stews, and do you put so is on rice? Is that how you eat a lot of that stuff, is that kind of thing?
1: Rice is basically a staple, but we do things like naan and uh, other things like that. And one of the things about Toronto is, I mean, we have a fantastic food scene in Toronto. Um, it's, it's amazing. And I'll talk about that as we get more into it. But um, Sri Lankan is just one of the many cuisines you can find in Toronto. And yes, you eat it on rice, you eat it on naan. And then we have other things that um, are basically carb-based that you can use as your base.
0: Awesome. My, my favorite restaurant here is a uh, Himalayan, I think it is, Yak and Yeti. Which sounds similar, kind of like Indian, kind of like you know a lot of the sauces and things on rice and non bread, and it's the bomb. And I'm veganish, so it those kind of the cooking tend to go pretty well with that. Um, you do have pets, also. You do have kids, two of them, sixteen and fourteen, um, and I see them on social media all the time. They seem to be doing awesome. And you're married to Francis. Does he go by Francis?
1: He does go by Francis. It's uh, he, he's French Canadian, so it's Francis. But a Francis or Francis, like most people in Toronto call him Francis, but his father calls him Francis. Uh, his, you know, his whole family calls him Francis. So
0: nice. If you if you moved to New York, you'd be Frankie or something like that. That's probably. <laughs> Not politically, I'm probably imitating something badly there, but, um, and your hobbies are renovations. So you like working on your home or, or maybe I know you have an investment property or two going, um, and then you like hiking and you're a hockey mom. Um, tell us a little about
1: that, uh, son play only. No, both my kids play competitive hockey and my husband coaches my daughter. So he is a hockey dad and he's a hockey coach and he's constantly with her. And so as a result, I have been with my son for most of his hockey career and he plays, um, we have a league called the GTHL in Toronto and he plays this year. He's playing at the highest level of that league. So it's a lot of hockey. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, and so I'm definitely the hockey mom. I love it, um, and quite honestly, I've met some of my closest friends through hockey um, because you're spending so much time taking your kids to the rink. Um, but hockey is a big thing in Toronto for sure. Uh, and my husband played when he was younger. The kids got the kids got into it when they were younger. Um, I know how to skate very badly. But I never actually played the sport, uh, so I learned it along with everything else. And when we were growing up, my dad was really into it too, even though he had never seen snow until he came to Canada. Uh, he was a big hockey fan too. So,
0: so how's your current slap shot? Uh,
1: my slap shot is not great, but you know we're pretty competitive. So I'm sure if my son, you know, challenged me, I would go up against him, even though he's you know, way better than me. I just couldn't say no to the challenge. So
0: that'd be a fantastic TikTok real whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so it's funny because, you know, people are, uh, me and my son are always together and they're like, where's, where's your daughter? Where's Maya? But when we're in a hockey season, she's with her dad the whole time, but it's also been great for their bonding and relationship as well. So They're fairly close
0: in age though, 14, 16, if I'm remembering. Um, So, would they ever at some time be on the same team?
1: They're 18 months apart. And uh, at this point, their skill level is quite different. Um, So, she's in the lowest level of competitive, and he's in the highest level of competitive. And so, um, and that's exactly where they want to be. Um, And so, uh, they wouldn't compete, but they have played on the same team at school before. And um they I mean they're super competitive with each other. They get along really well too. Well, I should say they either fight or they get along really well. There's nothing in between. so um so you know, yesterday they were throwing a football around like that's just who they are. Um, and uh, we've just been active both my husband and I like to be active um and so we've it's just something that they like doing so, you know, when I have a lot of friends who call me for advice on all these activities in Toronto, because if there's been an activity, I've probably tried it and I could tell you what's good and not good and, you know, all of that other stuff. So yes, for sure.
0: Like I said, you're the realtors are the best tour guys. You probably, especially if you've been there most of your life since you were four, I think you said, um, that's awesome. So Part of uh, the culture there, and we'll talk a little bit more later, but um, part of the culture there is a big hockey. It's like football here. Hockey to you is like the football here.
1: It is. I mean, so we are definitely a hockey city and there's a lot of hockey and you can play hockey at all different levels. But what I find with my, amongst my friends is either you're a hockey family or you're not, but you might be a dance family. You might be a um, a football family football is big but it's not it's not as big as the US for sure um, there's a lot of soccer players as well soccer is very popular here and um, so it, it it depends on what you are into so an interesting fact about Toronto is that 50% of the res, more than 50% of the residents were not born in this country um, so it it provides a very diverse base of individuals and you know so if you're coming from Europe or you're coming from certain uh, like soccer is so big and so if that's what your um your family is into that's what they're into versus you know um my husband was raised on hockey so he, hockey was kind of something that he really wanted our kids to do and enjoy um, so it just depends on the sports but all sports are around um, and even for our pro- professional teams. We have the Toronto Blue Jays, which is baseball. We have the Raptors, which is basketball. We have um, the Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs, which is hockey. And then we have the Toronto FC, which is soccer. So we also have all the professional teams. So who you're supporting really depends on, you know, the activity that appeals to your family. Is the soccer in a dome? Uh, It is. Well, we the soccer is usually played no it, it where they play they don't play in a don't know um so uh it, the season runs that and we play, there's been soccer games in the uh in the snow so uh they but their season doesn't run generally over the hardcore winter
0: sure and it's probably home field advantage if you're playing in the snow i would think unless you're playing someone from chicago maybe (laughs) similar yeah
1: yeah i mean and you know even for my kids like when my son plays uh football and soccer um we i've sat outside in the snow many a time many times and there we do a lot of things outdoor in the winter we have outdoor skating we have all kinds of stuff in the winter people are just used to being outside um, in the winter time, because otherwise, you know, otherwise you're not going to do a ton for three months out of the year. So we just get used to it and we just start doing stuff outside and there's all kinds of activities and things to do, even restaurants. And, um, you know, people are set up for the winter. So we have festivals in the winter. We have parades in the winter. You're just used to it because we're a winter like we're a four season city and we're four season country, So people just get used to it and they adapt and they do things to make it fun.
0: Yeah. Similar to here. It's if you didn't do things because of the weather, you would never do anything. So just grin right. and bear it. And when you have that really nice day, then, then you're loving it. Uh, before we move on to the questions about Toronto, I do want to know uh, bachelor of arts for college. So what did you do before you were a real estate agent and Tell us why you did the arts
1: major in the first place that's what i want to know first um okay so bachelor of arts here arts encompasses everything so um business it could be economics it could be history it could be you know it's a it's a basically a general degree so when you get a bachelor of arts it's a general degree so, um, yeah, so I grew up in Toronto, went to high school in Toronto. Then I went to Western and when I was at Western, I just picked bachelor of arts because I didn't really know what I wanted to do at the time. And then while I was at Western, I got hired. Um, when I graduated, I got hired by the Royal bank, which is one of the big banks in uh, Canada in their management training program. And so, um, I worked for the Royal for, a, I, I can't remember how many years, but probably two, two years. And it was probably, to this day, the toughest job I've ever had because I was 22 years old and I had 11 direct reports because I worked in a branch. And um, it was, you know, and it's, you know, a lot of money and it's a lot of like um, money, meaning the transactions are large, you're responsible for a lot. But it taught me so much. But what I realized is it wasn't really... That wasn't where I wanted to go. So then I got into sales and marketing and uh, I worked for several different companies in sales and marketing. I worked as a sales rep for uh, Warner Lambert, which became Pfizer. And so I did confectionery, Trident, dentine denting, Hulls, um, things like that. I also did cookies and marketing for cookies. Um, and uh, at one point I decided, I applied for a job, which was Power Bar, which I'm sure you know, the energy bar company. And the job was in California. So I moved to San Francisco and I lived in San Francisco for four years and I loved it. Um, <laughs> and I only came back home because my dad got sick. Uh, and so I did come back home and he, uh, I'm glad I did because he ended up passing away a couple of years later. So. It was the right decision but i just absolutely loved my time in san francisco um we during that time too we, we got bought out by uh nestle so i transferred from nestle in san francisco to uh the offices actually were in berkeley from berkeley to back to toronto and then when I got here I worked for in other companies. That's like
0: perfect. I, Sorry to interrupt. That's like cuz Nestle is isn't that a British company or it's a European company or something? Yes,
1: right? their uh, their headquarters are in Switzerland. So That's yeah, awesome. So, yeah, it was great and they, you know, it, they were a great company to work for and great with the move and everything else. But for um, but for the last 12 years I worked for HBO Home Entertainment. Um, so uh, HBO, as in the television network, uh, when you think Game of Thrones, right? So now HBO um, Max, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Now it's HBO Max. So I was, when I left HBO, I was uh, SVP of International, which is uh, Senior Vice President of International, which is everything outside of the US. So uh, I had a team in Toronto, in London. I, I also had people in Germany and people in Denmark. And so it was a great job. I traveled a lot, but it was um, it was a fantastic job. I'm still quite close with my team, um, even though what happened was they decided to shut down uh, international when uh, AT and T bought us. So um, decided to make a career change, and so I decided to go into real estate. And the reason why is. For the last 20 years, my husband and I have bought and sold real estate. We've done over 18 properties and uh, we've done everything. We started off with pre-construction and then we did condos. Then we did um, houses where we, um, you know, renovated them and flipped them. And then um, we did multifamily. and our most recent purchase was a farm. Um, so we have a hobby farm and, uh, it's about an hour outside of Toronto. And so what's been happening for the last 20 years is everybody calls me for advice on real estate, everybody. Um, and I've had real estate agents call me up up for advice on real estate before I was an agent. So, um, because of my varied experience, so. I just thought that this was the perfect fit. And as soon as, soon as I got licensed, people were calling me. So uh, I feel very fortunate. And uh, now that I'm doing the job, I've gotten amazing training, particularly from Clubhouse, um, because the agents like you who have been like very um, abundant with their knowledge and sharing and everything else, but I'm, I'm loving it. I'm learning that um, I'm learning new things, but it's not, it's not things that uh, you would think uh, I would be learning. I'm learning about marketing uh, versus, you know, I know everything from a real estate side of um, because I've done it so much about the contracts and the negotiations and all of that stuff. But what I'm learning as uh, an agent is really about the marketing and how you get out there and the prospecting and getting clients and things like that. So, it's been great. And so that's how I ended up doing what I'm doing. So um, and I love Toronto, and I could talk about Toronto all day long. So um, even I've lived outside of Toronto, I lived in San Francisco, which I loved as well. I've lived outside of Toronto um, for school. Um, I've traveled everywhere. But Toronto is a great city. It really is a great city. So we have our pros and cons for sure. But it's a great city.
0: Well, you're in luck, because we're going to talk about it for another 38 minutes right now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and everybody can check out your pros and cons video on your YouTube channel later, too. <laughs> so let's talk about the weather. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. but um, So I'll I'll start with what it's like here, what we're comparing it to. Uh, actually, okay. no, I always forget this. I want to bring the map up, share my screen, and show everybody where Toronto is in case they don't know. And I forget this every single time. Here we go. Eh? There we go. Okay, so we got our map here. You can see the pin, and that's Toronto, and we'll zoom in. You can see it's up to the left of New York, to the right of Michigan, and it sits right on, or at least Toronto City proper, sits right on Lake Ontario there. So where's Chicago? Chicago. Detroit's a little bit south looks Yeah, like so, of Toronto. So and Chicago's it's right south too. Four,
1: three and a half, four-hour drive. Buffalo's about an hour to an hour and a half drive um, from Toronto. So
0: that gives anybody an idea, at least, what we're talking yeah. about. Because
1: I'm learning things too. And, like I
0: didn't know that was right on the water. I knew whereabouts yeah. Toronto was, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah So we're what's right the on the water. <laughs> So the is water- it, uh, do you get All a lot right. of precipitation because you're on the lakes there?
1: Not, not necessarily. No, I mean, our waterfront is very akin to, um, say a Chicago. Um, so it's a fresh, it's a big freshwater lake and Toronto is actually surrounded by, um, the great lakes. So you have, Tor- uh, you know, Erie because of our proximity to Erie, we're right near there. And we're also uh, close to Huron. Um, so there's lots of water all around. Um, but um, yeah, so yeah, there, there isn't extra partic- uh, precipitation because of uh, the proximity to water. And even I've lived close to the water and there isn't anything extra because of it
0: not like living next to the ocean or maybe I'm talking out of my butt there too. Maybe that's not true either, but I, it does, you do get some snow, I think. And, um, I want to know a little bit about that. Do you, uh, do schools close and stuff when you get snow, do they salt? What's it like when it snows there?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, so when I said extra, so we are a four season country for sure. And a four season city for sure. And we definitely get lots of snow. Um, The snow comes and goes, quite honestly. And over the past few years, it's been very inconsistent. Um, But school closures maybe once or twice a year. Um, It's it's not that common or it's not what you would think. Only because we as a city are very prepared for uh, snow. So the plows are out. The plows start in November, they go until March, like there's, I mean, it's just a winter city, so they know how to manage it and everything else. The the times when school closes is when um, there's a huge amount of snow and the plows just can't get to it and the roads become unsafe. So the school buses could become unsafe and things like that. Um, but on a regular basis, you know, my kids walk to school in snow. They come home in snow. They and they've been doing that since they were, you know, they're in high school now. But they've been doing that since they were four years old. Everybody gets dressed in their snowsuits suits and their snow pants. And you know, I think one of the biggest things about being a parent in a winter uh, climate is that you lose about half an hour a day of in the winter with getting your kids all dressed up and then getting them all undressed. And I remember a friend of mine moving to Florida and she was like, you know, that's one of the big time savings that she found in Florida is that she didn't have to do that. Now she's also dealing with other things that I wouldn't necessarily want to deal with, but everything has its pros and cons for sure.
0: Yeah, totally. And I know you, uh, you did some research for some, uh, some temperature conversions. So tell us what the, what does it get down to when we're in the winter?
1: Yeah. So I think November, December, January, February, those are like our, like November, you start to get out of fall and into winter, December, January, February are usually when people start to do their skiing and things like that. That's about, um, you know, and on average, we're at zero degrees here, Celsius, which is about 30 degrees, 32 degrees, I guess, in uh, Fahrenheit. So that's what we're talking. There's definitely much colder days, but there's also much warmer days. We also get a lot of sunshine, which um, helps. So, um, you know, I've looked at, even when I lived in San Francisco, sometimes the lack of sun can, you know, um, not be fun. Uh, So, Uh, I love the fact that even on the coldest day, you will get some beautiful sunshine. And so that can make a difference on your outlook. But that said, my body remembers I'm Sri Lankan. And so I am like that cold person that is always cold. And there's probably four or five days a year where I'm like, I'm not leaving the house. I'm not doing anything. I'm staying in. Meanwhile, my husband and my kids are outside and they're skating or they're doing the tobogganing or doing something so it all really depends on your attitude towards the snow um but i love like a nice hot chocolate i I'm sitting outside and watching them but it's just not you know I, it's not like i'm a huge i love winter person but it's very manageable
0: Yeah. It's pretty, if nothing else, when the snow's on the trees and all that, it's pretty. And you get to watch your family have fun and chill with some cocoa. It sounds pretty good, actually. (laughs) Yeah. I'd like to do the other thing and then do what you're doing afterwards. You could have it sitting there waiting for me when we're done doing the other thing.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So how do you, uh, go ahead. Oh, the one thing I wanted to mention is we do have areas, like we have a ski area. Now the ski area is, it's, for us, but it's not going to be, you know, like, we're not talking, if you want real skiing, you want to go to like Mount Tremblant or Whistler. Um, but we definitely have like a great ski area that a lot of Trontanians go to in the winter. Um, uh, it's called Blue Mountain. And uh, so that's the other thing is that we have a lot of friends who are skiers, they don't play hockey, but every weekend they go up and they ski. So skiing is another big thing that you can do in the area. And there's several I mean that's just one area there are different areas throughout um toronto that you can get to probably you know blue mountain is probably an hour and a half and the others are an hour to an hour and a half so it's not that far and people make it a day trip some people have homes up there but skiing is another big winter activity
0: and what's the main how do you heat your houses may like here you'll see or see heating oil uh electric heat pumps um natural gas as of now, every new neighborhood is natural gas. Cause we have it coming out our butts and it's the cheapest and burns, blah, blah, blah. So natural gas, probably number one. And then some other remnants of other stuff. What do you guys heat with up there?
1: Yeah, that's basically it. Anything that was, I'd say 50, 1950 and, uh, uh, younger is going to be uh, natural gas. Like we have a forced air, uh furnished here um some of the older homes you're gonna st- you're still gonna see some boilers you're still gonna see some rats you're still gonna there are you know dependent on the age of the home but if somebody is building a home or moving into something that's newer than 1950 you're gonna see forced air gas so that's pretty typical now when we bought our hobby farm in um at Barry, which is just outside of uh toronto it's about an hour away um it was forced air oil so and it had an oil tank that they filled you know there's people that come and fill our oil tanks and things like that but that is not typical here and our hobby farm is also um we have a well and we have a septic versus toronto it's all you know it's all city sewers and um, city water. There's, we're, we're pretty well a major city. So it, we are a major city. So everything is pretty modern.
0: When we talk about the prices, people will get that you're a major city. Um, we'll get that, that in a little bit. So the, yeah. the cold climate, I'm guessing you have basements because most cold climates have basements. We do have basements
1: uh, and basements um, are very much part of living space here. Um, considered part of living. I mean, we don't, count it when we put a listing up. So, you know, if we have a 3000 square foot home, um, that means it's 3000 square feet, uh, above ground. Um, uh, so that doesn't include the basement. And a lot of times it could be a full basement underneath. Um, so, uh, but for example, in my house, we, uh, we rebuilt our house and we have a full basement and that is where the kids hang out. That's where, you know, that's where the TV set up. They also have a room where they practice hockey down there. Like, it's just, it is very much part of um, uh, how we use the house. And it is not treated like a basement in any way. When we were designing the house, we put in all the same kind of finishes and same kind of um, quality that we did for the rest of the house.
0: It's just below grade. Yeah. Finished basements are huge here. The Some people like Florida, they are, they're all on slab, I think, or like most of the hot places seem to be on slab or beach places and they don't get the the, the basement. I actually, I relocated somebody from California and they didn't have basements where they came from. And he kept saying, I need an outbuilding for my workshop, an outbuilding for my workshop. But most of the neighborhoods, you're getting a quarter, you know, they didn't want to spend to get acres of land and the zoning doesn't allow outbuildings. The thing that he needed, I kept saying, we have basements here. You have the same footprint worth of basement down here. Every dad has a workbench in their basement here. And finally he did, they, he put one in his basement. So I, I love me some basements. Um, yeah. And especially. So in,
1: we have a, we had a cottage property and it had a, a basement and the cottage property. So what we call cottages here are like houses basically. And um, I would never do a basement near a water ever again because we did have moisture issues and we had to change the grading. And as the water changed, we had to change the grading again. So I think basements work in Toronto and, you know, that's not an issue. But if you're in like a cottage property or a lake house, basements can be problematic for sure.
0: Yeah, you should build it. Anything near water should be built on stilts from now going forward for the most part. And I think that can get you out of, at least in the U.S., I think that can, it's all about elevation. So it can get you out of flood insurance sometimes. Don't quote me on that. Talk to your insurance person, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, build if for nothing else, you don't have to deal with it flooding. Um, so we talked a little bit about what the landscape is like, or people probably got a little bit out of what we were talking about, what it's like. Um, we, here, we'll compare it to here again. Here we're hilly, not in mountains. we got the Appalachian Mountains, but it's not like huge colorado or vermont or huge or whistler or anything like that um so what do you like there are you flat because it's close to the water
1: we're flat we're flat um so yeah i i mean so toronto itself first of all we're along um the water so we have some beautiful uh beach communities along the water and when toronto was originally built our downtown core was actually abutting the water but we built uh, one of our main thoroughfares by the water and it's awful and it's uh, an eyesore. So they're fixing that as we speak. Um, But there's like very pretty uh, popular neighborhoods along the waterfront. Um, And then throughout the city, there's tons of parks. There's all kinds of things um, for um, as far as entertainment and activities go and then like i said we're driving distance to other things like um uh, skiing or uh, hiking and camping we have a lot of camp uh we have a lot of provincial parks we have a lot of uh, federal parks uh, that you can go hiking and camping and doing all of those outdoor things as well but the actual um landscape of toronto is relatively flat
0: and to get to those those parks and everything because toronto is kind of you're sitting on lake ontario but then All the other lakes are kind of around it too. So I'm guessing it's all flat. So do you have to drive out and around all these lakes to get to these other places or?
1: No, I mean, so depends on what you want to do. So like if I want to go to Niagara Falls to go and see the Niagara Falls, that's like an hour and a half to two hour drive, an hour and a half actually about drive. If I, most people with cottage, like Blue Mountain was an hour and a half for us. Um, And we had, we actually had, that's where our waterfront place was near blue mountain. But uh, if we're talking about Muskoka, which probably is our most famous um, uh, cottage area. And there's a lot of celebrities that have places up in Muskoka. um, They like Cindy Crawford has a place in Muskoka. Uh, That would be about two hours drive from Toronto. But you know, when you get crazy, traffic in the summer, it could be more, Um, but that's about a two hour drive. So there's, and these provincial parks, there's stuff that's an hour away, there's stuff in the city, there's stuff that's two hours away, but everything is like less than two hours. And it's uh, people, We especially when we were kids, we would do day trips because my parents couldn't afford to do hotels or overnight stays. So we would drive the hour and a half, two hours, spend the day at a beach, for example, and then come home afterwards and uh it was fantastic
0: yeah that's great sounds like the the driving and the infrastructure for that is pretty it's a super modern city so it makes sense that it would be but you can get most places um before i go to the next question which i popped up here a little bit prematurely do people stay in toronto when they visit the falls or where would people typically stay when they're visiting the falls
1: well, so one of our we also have wine regions. We have like wine regions in Ontario, and two, there's two major wine regions. One's in our Niagara, and one is in Prince Edward County. Prince Edward County is a little bit newer, um, but Niagara wine region is very well known. And so I think uh, there's a ton of hotels in the fall, so people would actually stay there, but. Most people when they visit Toronto, they make it a day trip to go to the falls. And we have a lot of like tourist buses that do that as you know, you get on the bus at 7am you return at whatever time and they take you and they show you around and all of that stuff. And I have made of the
0: mist and walk underneath yeah, it and exactly all that. oh, you
1: know yeah oh, so yeah. Made the mist. yeah so and I've actually stayed on the American side and walked over to the Canadian side because we have a bridge there. I mean, you know, like so it's pretty easy to do and uh, it's kind of neat seeing the falls from both sides of uh, Canada the u s. so can't do that right now, but that's a, a pretty typical thing to do and it's pretty great so.
0: That sounds like a better idea too. the reverse Toronto probably has a lot more to do with the food and culture, which we'll get to. Um, and then just go as one of the attractions to the falls to check out. And I'm still waiting for them to let us climb in barrels and go over the edge. They haven't allowed us to do that yet. So I'll keep waiting. Um, somebody built a special barrel that you're supposed to like be able to do. Anybody could just get in the thing and do it or something. Um, but anyway, uh, so what I skipped one. Commuting. We talked a little bit about the travel. You can get lots of places within a couple hours. Um, do people usually work in Toronto and then live in suburbs or let's start with that.
1: Yeah. So when people talk about Toronto, there's Toronto, which is the core and then there's the GTA, which is the greater Toronto area. And there's probably, I don't really know how many cities in the GTA, but probably 10 to 20 cities within the GTA. And it is very, very common to um, live in one city and work in another. So if I think of three cities that are just outside the GTA, outside of Toronto in the GTA, if you zoom in, I could show you on the map. Um, So Mississauga to the west, Pickering to the east, and Markham to the north is three of the several cities in the GTA. Um, You would you would, it's very common for somebody to live in Mississauga and work in Toronto or somebody to live in Markham and work in Pickering. Um, There's no, even though the the different cities uh, do provide different things, it's very common for people to live and work throughout. And it's very common for you to move uh, throughout the city, depending on your job and things like that and your point in life. So, you know, uh, I know several people who started off, in Toronto when they were young and single because they wanted like the Toronto life. And then they would move up to a condo or a smaller house. But then when they really wanted something for a big family or just more space, they would move out to some of the suburbs where it's more affordable so that they could get more space. So um, that's uh, that. So that is Toronto and the GTA. My biggest complaint about Toronto, quite honestly is, is commute time. And, um, that did you make uh, a we, video on this? I did make a video on this and okay. So there's three major reasons for our commute time. One is it's the GTA. It's not just Toronto. So if you live and work in Toronto proper, your commute time is okay, but it's the GTA. So you're, tra- you know, lots of people travel and commute times can be an hour and sometimes more depending on where you are. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing is our subway system for the size of city that we are is not as, um, uh, as extensive as it should be. So if you compare us to say like a New York or a Paris, we're infantile compared to them. Now that said, our, our, the Toronto Transit System, which is our T- the TTC Toronto Transit Commission, which is our transit within Toronto. Uh, they're actually pretty good. They have subways and buses, they're clean, they're safe, and they're fairly reliable. But the issue is that the subway part of that isn't as extensive as it is. So because of that, if you have to take buses, your commute time is also more. Um, And then the last thing that causes commute times to be long is construction. We have a housing boom in Toronto, so there's construction everywhere. We're also investing in our infrastructure so we are getting more subways but that's causing construction and because we're a winter city as well there's always things that people are fixing because of winter like potholes and things like that so yeah
0: commute time is Well that's case. okay cuz we're used to all that stuff. I always say we we're kind of we're a big logistics hub and everything from the north goes through us to the south and everything everything from the south goes through us to the north and our roads and we're the East is older than the West, so all the roads are old. We have winter, all these things, terrible roads. Something's always under construction. It's like New York City. There's also always, it's not scaffolding. It's those orange cones on some highway. You have to learn which one I have to take for the next six months instead of let's avoid that route. So that's nothing yeah. new to us. That'll be just, we'll be right at home as far as <laughs> okay, the roads good. go and that goes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And you know, when you're buying, what I always tell people is you just need to think about that when you're buying, right? Because there are faster ways of commuting, right? But you just, you know, you those are, that's a big consideration when you're buying. So, um, and we do have lots of options for commuting, um, but uh, you just have to plan for it.
0: Yeah. And some people don't have to commute anymore. So that changes everything as well. Um, so what are, about employment, what are the major employers, the major industries there? Other than tourism is probably pretty big, right?
1: Yeah, so we, so the beauty of Toronto is that our, so first of all, we have a diverse population, but we also have diverse employers, which is great because um, we're not reliant on one employer or one type of industry. Um, So when there's changes, Um, you know, there's other employers to, um, work for. Um, so we were, you know, we have big banks. So unlike the U S we have like some major big banks that are huge employers, um, and financial institutions as a whole, whether they be, you know, companies like Onyx, who owns a bunch of smaller companies, or it be, you know, some of the accounting firms, things like that. Um, we also have, um, uh, companies like Magna and, uh, Celestica who do, are manufacturers. Um, we, there's, it, oh, and then the other big employer is the government. So, uh, if you are a resident of Toronto, uh, of Ontario and you live in work care, healthcare is for free, right? And so all the man, uh, the management of the healthcare, whether it be the hospitals, all the staff, all of that. So Ontario OHIP, which is the Ontario uh, health insurance plan, that is a huge employer. Our t- our school system is also, you know, we have great schools in Toronto, and our public school system which is funded by the government, that's a big employer as well. So like I said, it's pretty diverse. So what's interesting that's happening in Toronto is we also have a pretty good tech sector and we do a lot of things to um, attract more tech companies into Toronto, um, particularly startups and things like that. Um, And what we're finding is a lot of the bigger companies are starting to choose Toronto as our Canadian headquarters. So, uh, you know, this year, Netflix, Amazon, and Reddit are all uh, planning on uh, setting up offices in Toronto. um, In addition to the ones that are already here. Yeah. So HBO is still there. HBO, no. So HBO, AT&T, when we got bought out by AT&T, they decided to, uh, closed down some of the smaller um, HBO offices. They still have offices here for some of their other businesses, but not for HBO. And that was more about a merger than anything else. Um, but remember, the Canadian dollar is also right now. You know, one U.S. dollar is worth about a dollar twenty-five to a dollar thirty Canadian. So um, for these companies that are investing in Toronto or Canada, for that matter, if, say, they have to go and open an office, you know, your costs are pretty cheap right now to go and open that office. Salaries are also cheaper right now. That may change because, you know, our dollar does go up and down. Um, But right now, it's a great time to invest, especially if you're investing in office space and things like that
0: yeah is it is it fair to say that toronto is kind of like the new york city of canada or the london the dubai the sydney of of canada
1: for sure yeah um because that can kind of
0: give people a picture it's like a big city and when we get again to the prices of the stuff there you'll understand a little bit more but this is like a big giant city
1: yeah there's three major cities in toronto um vancouver toronto or sorry three major cities in canada vancouver toronto and montreal are kind of the well known ones in Calgary's up there, it can be up there too. But Toronto is definitely the one that everybody thinks of. And because of certain things that have happened, it's just it is a more business friendly. So
0: Yeah, it's definitely the first, if you ask me, the first name a Canadian city. Toronto would probably be,
1: well, I
0: don't know. Is Whistler an actual city
1: or town? It is. Well, that's probably
0: what I would say first, but after say, yes. that,
1: it's an area too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you fly into Los, uh, yeah, yes.
0: And which it's actually a perfect segue to what is there to do. I know that's way far away from you, but what is there to do where you you are?
1: So there's a ton to do here, a ton. So remember, first of all, because of our diverse population, you can find entertainment any which way you want. So First of all, when it comes to entertainment, we have this huge um, uh, Broadway scene. So most of the major musicals in New York come to Toronto. So our theater scene is great. We also have a lot of like smaller productions that would be um, brought in from around the world. Um, So that's big. We also have, like we've already talked about the major sports teams. So you can watch any sports team you want. Tons of concerts, Um, artists from around the world love coming here because first of all, they already have a built-in base, but then they know that because Torontonians are so multicultural that they have have potential to grow that. Uh, People love spending time at the waterfront in Toronto here, uh, but they also love going to their cottages. They also love going skiing and doing winter activities around. my typical, and then, you know, if you want to go dancing, you want to go to a world-class restaurant, there's tons of options and activities to do that. Um, and so you're not wanting for anything. And then we host every sort of festival you can think of, whether it be, you know, we have the jazz festival, we have, the Dragon Boat Festival, we have Pride Week, we have Santa Claus Parade, we have like, you know, everything you could think of, we're hosting it and it's, you know, it, it's something that's uh, been around in Toronto forever, so.
0: And I would guess probably multiple of the because it's such a big metro- metropolitan area that there are probably sub-metropolitan areas that are probably even bigger than our area that also have their own fireworks and celebrations and brew fests and do you guys have renaissance fairs up
1: there? We probably do. I mean, I, uh, we probably do. Like, look, I've been to a Busker Fest. I've been to a Trekkie convention. I've been to, I'm sure there is. So uh, I'm sure there, if you need to find a fair of some sort, it, it exists. I've been to an Elvis festival. I mean, it, there's, there's everything everything
0: it's like it's truly like new york there's pretty much and with all the employers you got a lot to choose from with employment and food and everything so i I love the eclectic nature of it um food vacationing so here's a question because i like to leave about 10 minutes for the prices so we're ticking through that right now but um vacationing would you drive would you go to those beaches on lake ontario or whatever lakes you're talking about or would you go somewhere else to vacation
1: uh for me, I we we definitely leave the country when we were when we were allowed. The entire um, country. <laughs> yeah. So we would leave. Uh, I mean, there's lots of places within Canada that I've, we've gone to, but um, we like traveling internationally, but we travel. We drive to things on the weekends all the time. So uh, we do you know, we've rented a cottage for a week, like this summer, we rented a cottage for a week up north with my friends. We, um, we have rented places throughout, you know, Ontario to drive through too. but then my family has also traveled internationally. Part of that too, is because of my job. A lot of times I would be traveling anyhow. So we love traveling internationally and have been to a lot of countries.
0: And what would the airport be? Is there a Toronto airport?
1: There is, and it's a big airport, and it's a big international airport. So it's uh, Toronto Pearson, YYZ, um, is our airport code. And uh, you can basically get to anywhere you want from there. We have some smaller airports as well. We have uh, one that's on the Toronto Island that that I used to use that. And that airport, you know, the... Um, it services more smaller. Like it, I used to use that to fly to New York because HBO's head office was in New York. So that was an easy one to fly to New York versus going to Pearson. Um, but yeah, Pearson, you can get to anywhere in the world. It's awesome. A big- and the
0: last question before we get to what you get for the money. Uh, stadiums, obviously you have all these pro teams. What would be the stadium you go to to see? Justin Bieber's Canadian, isn't he?
1: He is, and Drake. I use that name mm-hmm.
0: almost every time. I don't know why I do it, but that's the name I use when I'm talking about stadiums, if you want to see a, a star. And he's Canadian, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then there's also um, uh, Drake and The Weekend, And yeah, we have a, uh, oh, Ryan yeah, Reynolds. Drake. I'm trying to think of the big ones that people know. So, um, so uh, Eric, oh, so, sorry. Uh, Scotia Pond is our... Um, Scotiabank Arena is our major stadium for concerts uh, because it it also hosts the Maple Leafs. Um, And if you are are curious about that, it used to be called Air Canada Centre. So we do, uh, it switches dependent on the sponsor. Um, And so the Blue Jays play in Rogers Centre. And uh, the FC, I don't know what their stadium is called now but it used to be sponsored by Bank of Montreal. So there's uh, a few different, but the most famous one is the Scotiabank Arena. Um, That's where Justin Bieber would play. Uh, That's where, you know, that's where any major concert, we have a bunch of smaller ones. So, you know, um, we have Budweiser Theater that I've gone to see smaller. um, uh, I went to see Lionel Richie at Budweiser Theater. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I mean, he, by the way, he threw the best concert. People were making fun of me, and I was like, because the average age there was uh, pretty high, but um, he was fantastic. But we've seen um, all, like, the smaller concerts are like that, or a Budweiser theater, and it's an open theater, and you go in the summer, and it's so much fun, Um, so um that's also a great place and so we have a lot of different venues for that um but the major one would definitely be Air Canada or Scotiabank um yeah and
0: I it's a major city so it's it's if the acts are stopping anywhere in canada the one place would probably be toronto so any act you're trying to see is probably going to be stopping there and we've got about five minutes left so we will get to the money question uh pun intended what do you get for the money there so average price here let's say 250 300 is kind of used to be 200 you could get a half decent starter house now it's more like 250 um, to 300 ish how does that compare to where you are i've already prefaced that it's. A much more expensive market, but um, maybe start with I don't know what stuff starts at, and then I don't know. Give us whatever idea you want to give us.
1: So we're an expensive city. The average price of a home here is a million dollars. So uh, in U.S. dollars, that's uh, probably about seven fifty seven seven fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars. Um, that's the average price. So um, if we get more into specifics, uh, condos are average prices are around 700, townhomes are around 900 and detaches go up to 1.7. But that's average price. But you have to remember, we have areas in Toronto that um, have 20, $30 million homes, like Drake lives in an area called Bridal Path that that you can buy a home for that price. Um, but I'd say you know when you look at um, starter homes here, it would be a condo, and you know for about five hundred thousand Canadian, um, you're gonna get a one bedroom or a smaller condo. Um, then when you get up to like between the five and seven fifty, you're gonna get into two bedrooms, and you might find smaller houses and things like that. But one million is really the sweet spot of opening up a lot of inventory across the board. You could possibly find a detached house, but you can find a town home, you can find a semi-detached, you can find a high-end condo, like there's a lot more options. Um, but that's Toronto. And then as you move out of Toronto, the average price point comes down, your houses generally get bigger and you have more options. So, um, and you know, housing prices in Toronto keep, growing up so our immigration remains strong um, toronto is considered a safe city across the board so um, the economist magazine does an annual ranking of safe cities around the world and they take 60 global cities and they rank them and they rank them across five different categories so it's like environmental safety personal safety infrastructure safety health safety and uh, digital safety. And so um, and it's across 72 different attributes of those. And Toronto came in second and we came second to Copenhagen. And Toronto and I have I I have friends in Copenhagen, but Toronto is a bigger city and it's much more diverse. So the fact that we rank so high. So people like Toronto, they want to keep coming to Toronto and it's a big place for immigrants, right? Like 50% of the population not born here. So this is why I think the the real, uh, the real estate here continues to be strong because it's just, you know, we always seem to have a pool of buyers that are interested in buying Toronto. And when you buy a house in Toronto, you know, you kind of know that your bank money is safe here and that the systems are in place and there's not going to be some sort of, you know, you're going to, you're feel safe in a lot of ways. Um, so it's just a great place to invest. So that's, I think
0: I could be wrong. Sorry. Copenhagen. And we got about a minute left. So that's why I'm interjecting here. Copenhagen is always on the the happiest places to live list. Copenhagen's always up on that stuff. So to see yourself up with Copenhagen, I think is is pretty awesome, um, especially when it's such a big, big city. So we literally have about 50, five zero seconds left before I have to cut it off. So real quick, tell me in about 10 seconds, if you could do anything else other than being a realtor, what would you do?
1: I, I did something else and I'm a realtor. Love it. Love Toronto. Love talking about it. And I love like just talking as you could tell. So this is a perfect job for me.
0: Awesome. And I'm going to leave. Well, you can see her information there, but it'll also be in the description, wherever you want to find it and her YouTube channel, where you can learn all about Toronto and more episodes coming out all the time. I'll put that in the, uh, show notes as they call them the description as well. Uh, contact me, if you need to buy or sell a home, or if you need to sell your house here to move to Toronto, I can hook you up with Connie. Uh, call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. We have about 10 seconds. Thanks for watching and see you later. Say goodbye, Connie.
1: Thank you. Bye everybody.